This is Connor. And this is Paul. And welcome to Silver Silver Screamers! Screamers, Your COVID-19 dodging, quarantine hopping film podcast. (laughs) The plague. The plague. The sexy plague. Stay away. Stay away. Interesting times. Interesting times. We're stuck indoors with uh, a schniffle. Hopefully and just a schniffle. Just a schniffle. Hopefully not It's just plague. a schniffle. Yeah, and we've been uh, sick for yeah, about so four it's our, days. It's our COVID-19 um, special. Honestly, <laughs> though, what could be a better tonic for the slight anxiety that we're all going to die and society as we know it will collapse than a film podcast about possibly the fluffiest, fluffiest most escapism just totally doesn't know, matter no, no kind of just commentary like a, just on a, anything just a very very light film sex in the city the movie about friendship and about loving your friends yeah not really about sex to be honest no no the, usually when we start these podcasts we talk a bit about the films we've seen but because of the recent times the only film we've seen in the cinema has been Invisible Man which is brilliant which is brilliant which is really really that's good that's the last film we're going to see for ages yeah we also saw did we see The Lighthouse did we talk about that the last yeah, time yeah we, we mentioned that last we time we mentioned that last time so yeah no, the only film we've seen in the cinema new film has been Invisible Man and I uh, um, Apparently, cinemas in New York are closing for eight weeks, so... And there's been a lot of high-profile movies that have been pushed back. Yeah, Mulan, Bond. potentially 2021. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to that. Uh, James Bond, Bond November. November. yeah. Black Widow hasn't been announced, but its release date is before the New York cinemas have announced. Like, it'll be... Before they're opening. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I mean, I mean the whole. I mean to be honest, it isn't. And now we're we we can't go to the cinema because you can't have gatherings of over a hundred people, and you'd be sitting too close to people yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I wonder would any film maybe try and stream itself? Like you can go up the north, Northern Ireland, because the UK aren't taking it seriously. So <laughs> yeah, they're all immune up there, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> they're immune to everything. Yeah, I'm not sure the UK audience is enough to keep Mulan on track. <laughs> so. Mm. I hope, every, well, I suppose just hopefully this passes and... I hope everybody out there is will, staying safe. Yeah, and, and we're just, the fact that we're talking about it now is just that this will really date, it will be like, oh, that what was the COVID-19 episode? Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. But what, were, what were you doing during, during COVID-19? I was sitting down having a chat about Sex in the City. And what else would you be doing? What uh, else to be doing? Having a bit of a laugh. Well, the thing is, if, well, McConnor and I both have jobs. We're very blessed. We both have jobs that allow us to work from home when it, when it needs to be. Certainly short term for me anyway. So... And we were planning to go to Morocco next week. That's not happening. We were meant to go on holidays. We had to yeah. cancel our holidays. So Stupid virus. The good thing, the only good thing, is that we're going to be home a lot. Um, so we hope we kill this virus so bad. Well, we got. We can hopefully maybe record a few episodes in the next few weeks. We can get our yeah. We can get our try, get our act together and actually well, do I, what we set out to do yeah, in the first place. I, mean, I think if we get two a month in general, or even one a month, I'm happy. But we've been doing pretty good. With the, only two weeks ago, we got Muriel. Yes, and, and we're now on iTunes. Well, yes, we're now on iTunes. You can listen well, to us on iTunes. Yeah, you can the silver slash screamers. Silver 
hyphen screamers, I think. Silver hyphen screamers. Or on Let me SoundCloud, just double check that actually. also silver hyphen screamers. And Instagram, sylvan hyphen screamers. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at Paul Leary. Um, Paul Leary? Yeah, that sounds a bit creepy. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, Cleary at Paul Cleary was too many characters, I think. So I had to sacrifice Paul Leary. Oh, that's us. Oh, that's, that's Silver that. Screamers, all one word, I think. Yep. On I on uh, on I, iTunes. I, okay. iTunes it's all one word on iTunes, but it's um or it's on it's not iTunes. It's kind of well, it's it's podcasts on your iPhone. It's that yeah. app. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I told you this, Connor. Um, we also updated our website. <coughs> our website's looking all pretty. And I asked um Connor demonstrating some responsible coughing into an elbow. There, well oh, done, yes. Connor. Yes, I've learned well. I've been getting that in the <laughs> ear all the last two weeks, so I finally copped on. If I do it, I just don't get the nagging. <laughs> um, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. We uh, Don did an amazing artwork for us like a year ago, um, and we only put it on our website there recently. But I think it looks great. So I've since asked her would she do another um, avatar uh, art first because I I don't think the art I like the art that my dad did and that David got us uh, he he kind of changed it to work for the iTunes but I think it needs some text and I think I think we can do we can do better so Don is going to do I that quite first. like it as it is but that's just me I'll let you be the artistic influence well Don's I just turn up and talk about movies yeah. I'll, Don, Don's going to give it um, do one for us and we can even if we just use it for social media or something so we, but, we've updated our website a little bit and we've changed a few things around yeah so our second week of rom-coms last week we did Muriel's Wedding, wedding which I felt wasn't a rom-com uh, personally technicality technicality but I think this film is absolutely a rom-com this is Sex and the City and I'm really the reason I picked this was because Sex and the City is a very was a very very f- important show for me growing up and had a huge impact and had absolutely no impact on you I didn't even give it a second blink when it was on. I had no interest whatsoever in watching it. And I don't know why, because I, I, I would generally enjoy uh, shows about female life Do you and think? whatever. Because um, this was no. such a big show among the gay community. So I, I, I know you kind of were a bit... Well, it wasn't, yeah. I see, I was, when I was a teenager, this I suppose was when I was a teenager, I was more into Star Trek and nerdy yeah. stuff like that. I, mean, I was into Buffy as a teenager, but do you, do you remember like people watching? I don't even think, I, I, I'm trying to think of any kind of dramas. Well, I suppose it's not really a drama. It's kind of a drama. It's a dramedy, drama, I would say. It's drama, not, I wouldn't yeah. call it a sitcom. Would you call it a rom-com? The TV show I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. No, it's not a sitcom because it's yes. Yeah, I mean, it was so slickly made. It was it was multi-cam. It's a dramedy, as you said. Uh, I try try to think of any kind of dramas I watched as a kid. I don't really, I, uh, I don't really know. I remember my parents watching it when I was in school, when I was maybe about fifteen. And even the fact that it had sex in the title was quite titillating Ooh. for me as a teenager. And then I found out that uh, I also remember getting the bus to school. And TV3, which was our like, which is Ireland's like independent TV uh, channel, they started buying the rights to all these kind of cool American shows that RTE or other channel didn't have. 
Harold Dirt Channel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it had Buffy. And you remember Buffy was sponsored by Frosties? Yeah. And uh, it had it had a uh, Sex and the City, and this was a big coup for RTE to get Sex and the City. And I can remember getting the bus. And do you remember the old TV three logo was like a three? Yeah, yeah. And they had gotten some like intern in TV three to like Photoshop the. Uh, so the three like the and or something no or? so I see you didn't watch Sex and City the show in the first series there was a very famous episode where you carry as a columnist for the New York Times I think well maybe not the New York mm. Times but anyway she's a famous columnist and it's a sex that's the name of the the column is called Sex and the City where she writes sex advice and I would not be happy with her if she was my friend and she was writing about oh Samantha did this I and don't, Carrie did yeah, that I mean I mean, to be honest, there was an episode. Although you kind of, anyway, I was kind of thinking maybe um, we know them as Carrie and Samantha and Charlotte, but actually maybe we're seeing it from the perspective of her doing her column. So actually maybe that's not their real names. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But there was a a photo shoot episode where she got into this like sexy dress and um, she like lay in a bed. And then in the show, this photograph was put on all these buses to promote her column. And... TV3 photoshopped the picture of Sarah Jessica Parker on the bed but changed the bed to like the three in TV3 oh, <laughs> so <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker was draped across a three going all around Dublin for a few years and I remember seeing that and being like who is that woman who is that woman and then it was then I was like it's Sarah from Sex in the City no from Hocus Pocus oh. it's Sarah from Hocus Pocus Dead Man's Toe <laughs> Dead Man's Toe yes Dead Man's Toe yes so I was like right so there's a show about sex on TV3 with Sarah from Hocus I am watching that and I used to and I, my parents wouldn't let me watch it and it's like it sex in the title yeah well it was quite the show was quite I sexy suppose, yeah like there was like there was a lot of sex I mean it was like there was an ep- I mean every episode the, the format of the show was usually I, I loved it when they were all single because if they were single the storyline would be okay Miranda meets a guy and he has to call her a whore before he has he comes that's that's the whole plot is like she has a boyfriend and he's perfect and Samantha has a great boyfriend but he is the funkiest <laughs> tasting spunk and like and then Miranda has a boyfriend but he um uh, he likes to be smacked like crooked le- left toe or something yeah and they all I mean every single issue that was yeah. done and then I don't know yeah I, I kind of I think this is one of maybe the reasons why I didn't particularly want to look at the show is because I like all that kind of stuff and then all the what? All the oh well, this guy has a crooked eye, so and this this has, this guy is this and that guy is that and blah, and also the uh, let's go and spend thousands on Manola. Well, well, the show evolved. The show wasn't like that in the early seasons. I mean, Carrie was always into her fashion, but like there's series, there's episodes where Miranda is like going around in overalls and a hoodie. Like Miranda was certainly wasn't considered glamorous until later on. And like there was episodes in the early days when when Carrie was just wearing jeans and a t-shirt, and it, it as the show got bigger and it got more expensive, the fashion became almost a unique selling point about the show, and like it became like every all of them then became mannequins for um, for all these designers. Yeah, and the the, the uh, Patricia. I oh. assume they they sold or sold all these designers and said, "Oh, we'll get the girls to wear this stuff." So the the fashion person. 
Patricia Fields. Yeah, it was Patricia. So Patricia Fields was the costume, uh, which wasn't a designer. She was just a stylist, really. She didn't design them. Um, and she became very famous from this. She also did all the all the costumes in The Devil Wears Prada. And, you know, mm-hmm. how fabulous did Meryl Streep look in that film? Yeah, she's yeah. A, just a fantastic guy. She's, and she became famous for Sex and the City, was, became her name there. She, she's bright... Um, bit crazy looking yeah she is a bit quirky looking and she's a real New Yorker probably involved in the fashion scene and she was hired and her role got bigger and bigger and she almost became as famous as Michael Patrick King who was a director so the show just became this big cultural icon thing and I just found it for me it was quite shocking and stuff that it was so blatant um, and I and then and as I got watching it then I stopped watching it for like the shocking sexy stuff and I just fell in love with all four characters and all of my friends were into it. It wasn't just me. Like all my friends in school were into it. And then when I, I think that's probably important because I, I none of my friends were into Sex in the City. No, so most of your friends were straight guys. Growing yeah, up. and like none of my brother or their friends would have been into it. No. You know, it would have been all. It would have been more uh, the Shield and Star Trek and yeah, other shows yeah. like that. You know, Bernard like you know Buffy and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. So nobody I knew was into it. We just did well. We didn't. We never watched it together. I think. But so my narrative it. from this is that it's not just anytime this show has come up in conversation with you and me. It's not just that you've missed it. You've actively been quite opposed to it. I've I, I've been opposed to watching it. Yeah, because I just don't. I don't think I, I. I mean, I just don't really have any interest in, it, yeah. in watching it. So, so uh, when I was, uh, you know, when, um, I have a very good friend called Shane, who you know, Shane Heenan and it was his birthday um, years and years ago just uh, probably the year this film came out and I made him I didn't have much money so what I did is I went on Facebook and I printed just loads of photographs of the two of us and I made like an album from of just photographs like a you know like a clash kind of a scrapbook of our photos and stuff it's the time, like the time you didn't have any money so you gave me a book of IOUs <laughs> <laughs> not quite no I put loads of effort into the scrapbook it was gorgeous there's loads of photographs of memories and tickets the things we've done together it was lovely but the final photograph in it was um a picture of the four sex in the city girls and it was on carrie's wedding and uh, i superimposed um our, uh, all of our friends faces onto the, well, like so shane heenahan this might mean anything to anyone who doesn't know these people but i'll say it to you anyway shane heenahan me david leonard scully and paul blake and i superimposed our faces onto each of the sex in the city women and i want you to see if you can guess which one is which woman? <laughs> ha! Uh, okay. so I think I'm pretty obvious. I'd say you're Carrie. No. No? No! I'm not Carrie. Charlotte? Yes, I'm obviously Charlotte. Mm, okay. Uh, Paul Blake would be Samantha. No. no. Think about th- Go over the people again. DLS. Also, think of us when we're 21. I don't know. David I didn't Leonard's, know you when I was 21. Think of David Leonard Scully when he was 21. And think of Paul Blake and Shane Heaton. DLS. Samantha? Yes. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David, but you know what's right. <laughs> uh, Miranda would be uh, Paul Blake. Yeah. And Shane would be Miranda is quite uh, sharp. <laughs> <laughs> and Shane is carried I suppose Shane is carried that works Shane had a kind of a foot in the door in journalism and stuff and I suppose it was his birthday so the main character the main character um, the, so you're the you're the, the sickly sweet one I mean <laughs> the shoe fits 
Did you? Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do this the the summary. It's your turn to do the summary, and oh I think this God. will be quite a tricky one. I know because it's it's. Dreadful. I actually think this is a very very good film for people who like the show, but I am very curious to I see. I actually your think thought. you can summarize this movie in quite short space of time because like there's lots of bitty things that happen though. there's a lot of bitty things that happen that aren't really that important once yes. you get the main thing yeah you're right there's a lot yeah yeah you're right but I'm curious to see your taking it from someone who didn't watch the show how you felt it stood as a show and its own. did you enjoy it yeah yeah but I didn't love it yeah and it wouldn't it wouldn't prompt me to go and watch the series I do think there, the were, show, there were a couple of points actually a couple of uh, scenes or whatever that uh, I was going to throw my eyes up to have it and go, no, no, this is this is why this is why I don't uh, uh, watch this. Yeah, I I do think, and I, I'll, maybe I'll wait to the end to kind of go. In. I do think that the show is phenomenal, and I think the films are are okay, and I and I think the second film w- w- uh, is ter- is actually a bad film, and. I think the films have harmed the legacy of the show because now when people think of the show they forget how actually it's an incredible piece of TV. Were the two movies directed by the same director? It, the whole show was directed by Michael Patrick King and written by him and he directed both films which is really interesting that they didn't get like a Hollywood movie star or a Hollywood film director, director they, they kept Michael and I think he did a good job to be well, fair it was probably his choice it's, it's, it's his yeah maybe I don't know product I don't know um, do you want to do the summary okay okay let me just you probably. need to get another beer hold on now maybe I'll give some trivia while Connor gets his beer I saw this film in the cinema with my grandmother <laughs> what not Doreen, Lily, my grandmother Lily who has since passed my mother and her and her other daughter-in-law were meant to go together but uh, Colette, my my uncle's wife, she couldn't go for some reason so they offered me the ticket um, and I saw it a second time with my, my then boyfriend so I saw this in the cinema twice your what? my then boyfriend Ugh. Uh, yeah and my nana absolutely loved it even all the very very sexy bits the only bits. time that it got a little bit awkward the very sexy bit was the bit where Samantha is looking yeah. at the couples having the threesome oh yeah yeah but my nana loved the rude joke she loved it <laughs> and my other nana Doreen who's still and with Miranda us. at the end that's quite that's rude that's quite yeah but that's but I think that's more like that's an importance we'll talk about that in a minute but that's that. the other scenes were slightly gratuitous but that was like I think we needed to see Miranda and Steve connect but that's not a thing you do the summary my love alright okay here we go Okay, and a one, and a two, and a three. Okay, so we are introduced to these four characters, Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, and Charlotte. Carrie um, has is living living it up with uh, the big love of her life, who they call Mr. Big. Um, and they're looking at houses. Uh, she wants to be invested in the home, so she decides to sell her home, and they're going to buy this home together. And they also decide to get married. Meanwhile, Miranda and her husband, Steve, are having uh, marital issues. Miranda. Miranda. They're having marital issues, um, which uh, results in Steve saying that he's after cheating on Miranda. So they break up for a time. 
uh, Samantha's living out in Hollywood uh, with her toy boy lover but is getting frustrated with her life and not being in command of her life anymore and Charlotte's all happily lovey-dovey that's fine um, so Carrie starts to organize this wedding they go to the, the they, she does a fashion shoot she gets a brilliant dress from Vivian Westwood uh, she turns up at the church with Big uh, with all her, or sorry, with all her friends, Big comes out. He's getting a bit freaked out because Miranda the night before had said, "I don't know why you're doing this because her marriage is broken down with Steve, um, and he can't get out of the car." So he drives off, carries humiliated, and leaves the um, leaves the church humiliated. But the four friends, best friends, decide to go to Mexico on the honeymoon together. So they go to Mexico. Carrie is all upset and depressed but they end up cheering her up when Charlotte poops her pants um, they come back and Carrie starts living her life um, Carrie starts living her life uh, oh Jesus I've not got a lot of time um, they start living her life and about five months later she's kind of over big but um, Miranda uh, uh, tells her that um, oh yeah I said this uh, thing which might be the reason why he didn't go into the um, church and she gets really pissed off she says well I think that's really stupid of you to you know break up with Steve after you break up marriage off with Steve and um, they have this kind of falling out Samantha is meanwhile uh, trying to uh, 13 seconds Samantha is uh, this, in 10 seconds. this is really difficult actually it's really difficult there's a lot of bits I told you that go I on five uh, yeah, well, anyway it's not going to work uh, <laughs> <laughs> Samantha is um, Samantha is oh go away uh, Samantha ends up breaking up with the guy uh, in Hollywood because she, she doesn't have Smith she doesn't have um, control over her own life and she realized that she wants to be able to have sex with whoever she wants and he's holding her back and she's just not that kind of person who wants to be in a relationship. Miranda and Steve go to couples counseling and uh, they have this pact where they go off and they think about each other and do they want to be together and they'll come to a bridge and meet up and hug if they, if they do. And Carrie, um, who has a new assistant, who's Gen- Jennifer Hudson, who's asked her to... Uh, <laughs> you know lock away all these emails she's getting from this big fella um she hacks into that uh, file and big has been writing her all these love letters so um she wrap this bad boy she up ends up going, we are way over time oh, well, yeah she ends up going to the uh, back to the apartment that they're now that they were selling he's there they kiss they fall they fall back in love and it's all forgiven miranda and steve uh, turn up on the bridge together give each other a hug and they're back together Samantha moves back to New York from Hollywood. She's left her man. She's happy out and turns 50. And Charlotte uh, gets pregnant and is having a baby. And her life was always great. And that's about it. That was not good. That was not good good at all. (laughs) I think that was this. We've always got it in the last 10 seconds. That's uh, a difficult one. And I, I don't know if I... I kind of felt was I leaving a lot of stuff out or yeah, that's well, kind of the gist well, of it you have to just you have to just edit yeah but I think is that was that the gist no, of it no I think you got most of it in I mean you forgot to mention Samantha has a dog 
Okay. <laughs> that kind of kind of goes to like, like actually when you think about it, not a lot happens in this movie. Yeah, yeah, you're just contradicting yourself. You couldn't fit it all in in two minutes and forty seconds. No, no, no. Loads happens, but not maybe a whole lot of any consequence. Loads happens in so far as they go around trick or treating, and that's a scene. And then they go, you know, they go here and they have it's cocktails. A about, and that's a scene. It's a film about characters. It's not a film about plot. Yeah, but things, no, things do happen. I actually think maybe it could have been a bit edited. Yeah, I mean the the version that we saw. I don't know if it was, you were saying it might be the director's cut. It, it was is, like yeah, two was, and a half hours or something. It was the, very the, long. There was scene. It's like, I don't think it was, I think it was two hours long. No, it wasn't sure. We looked at the thing. We were now in forty-five it very, into it. Was, yeah, it was, it was very long. Later. Having said that, though, it was a bit like <laughs> a bit like Avengers, insofar as it has because of the TV show, it it felt there was a it had to include a certain amount of things. So, for instance, Stanford was a big character in the show. Got nothing to do in this, but they still gave him a couple of scenes. That, that they gave him two scenes it was like be bald and naked in the in the bed twice and then go and be in the hospital once you don't know who Stanford is that's Harry oh, who's Stanford? Stanford is her gay best friend oh yeah that guy he's in Stargate okay you see these are the shows that I was watching <laughs> well as long as we know who Stanford is <laughs> um, Stanford is I never liked Stanford but he was a big character and he ha- obviously they wanted him to be in the show but in the, in the, but it, it felt if this had been a traditional film with no TV shows but he was totally really irrelevant totally irrelevant he did nothing of any at least Anthony who's the other gay guy um, he actually he called actually, from a New Year's party saying Oh, I'm. I wish you were here. Yeah, and nothing comes of that. There's no point in that scene. I whatsoever. think it was literally just to show that he's still in the, the periphery of her life, life, and that she doesn't have plans on years. I think that. I think it was literally. I. Uh, I mean, I have thoughts on Stanford because I don't particularly like him, but Carrie is a horrible friend to Stanford in the show. Yeah. Hor- there's literally one episode where she's with her girls and him and she starts planning this weekend away and he's like, oh, I've been pretty down recently. <laughs> I'd love a weekend away. And Carrie's like, oh, it's just the girls this time. Another time though. And he's like, okay. Mm. And it's like, oh, because he's, your, because he's your gay friend. He doesn't yeah. qualify for whatever anyway uh yeah but but in this film he's irrelevant so will we go through character and there's also yeah. another gay character who can he meets at the new year's party uh, yeah he's kind of funny but that's he's also irrelevant no he's i think he is more of a role because he's a wedding planner that's his job so Weird. he this is another little issue with the films that i so that's anthony so uh charlotte met anthony he was her wedding planner for her first marriage and they just really bonded and she ended up one thing that was great and i probably will do this a lot for this podcast but i i thought this was fantastic in the show in that she decided to set uh, charlotte becomes very close to anthony and um carrie is quite worried about stanford he's very lonely so carrie says to charlotte oh i'd love to set stanford up would you know anyone so charlotte's like oh i'll set him up with anthony so they set the two the two the gay two guys gay on, a, on a blind date and they that's if there's no gay people in new york i know yeah I mean, but they absolutely they hate each other yeah, right. and anthony is like i'm not gorgeous but i'm hotter than him <laughs> <laughs> and they they do not get on at all and i quite liked that i was like that's good that like it's so showing just that just because they're yeah. the two gay guys and um and then this film they show them kissing 
at New Year's and the first scene of Sex and the City 2 is their wedding so it kind of throws that all all out if you don't if you put two, any two gays in in a, in a room they you know it doesn't have to be that they fall in love no. oh no wait it does yeah <laughs> but anthony is fantastic he's a he's very very funny uh, mm. in the show well we go through character by character cuz like because it's it's a very it's the pl- the plot is kind of here and there i think this this would work better if we just talk about charlotte for a few minutes and harry we talk about samantha then miranda and then leave and probably with carrie and big yeah we can talk about each of the four girls and their significant other well they're well they each of them kind of goes through a personal crisis i suppose yeah i mean and uh, except it, for charlotte but no um, she has a small one what her crisis is that she's anxious that for the she's racist that she's in Mexico very that's so offensive though as and they, and they kind of prove that she's right because yet she does get the shit though great scene Charlotte's crisis is that she has everything she's ever wanted and she is, becomes very anxious that it will crumble because she stops jogging she's like um because she's afraid that she's going to have a miscarriage and um, but then she it's just not have crisis. It is. She cries in that shop. She gets. A, <laughs> she's got. She she ha, she hasn't been uh, herself and um, Harry. Yeah, haven't been able to have a kid. They thought they were infertile, yeah. so they adopted. So yeah. now she's pregnant, and now she has a crisis that she can't run. Well, no, it's not that she can't run. She she's just she's worried. No, she I doesn't want to do anything. She has to, literally. She's she has so much to lose because everything is just turning up. Charlotte, she's she, yeah. I, mean, I can think that's. I think that's fair enough. I just don't think that it's, it doesn't give her a whole lot to do as a character. I do, and I think um, she's the only one whose name doesn't come off the top of my tongue. Kirsten, Kirsten Davis. D- yeah, it is Kirsten Davis, and she is certainly given the le- the least amount to do in this film. But I th- I still think she's fantastic. She's so cute. Yeah, I think her character's kind of bland, to be honest. But she's the blandest of the four. But like, she has some really funny moments, like when she's. So her episode. Her face when she poops her pants is very. She good. does that so well, and like when she's really, she's very, she's very angry at Big. She's probably the most angry at Big of of Carrie's friends. Yeah. And like when she's in the in the bridesmaid dress and she like shimmies around the like that's really cute. But she's a quite a good. Um, Physical actress. Physical actress, yeah. And the best episodes of Charlotte were, because she's the prissiest one, she would be the most conservative of the four of them. Usually the funniest episodes were when they put her in like a, a situation where she something very sexual happens and she's all like, oh, no, no, no. And she was always the one who really wants to get married, while the other three were kind of like, meh. And the other three, the other three when they're going through these personal crises... Uh, you know, they turn to her and you know, she's like, I'm happy every day. Well, she is happy. I mean, that's fine. She doesn't have to apologize. And she's not apologizing. And no, no, none of them resent her. Um, she's just a very sweet character. Yeah, they don't, they, she has very little to do. I mean, I'm sure when Kirsten Davis got the script for this film, she was like, oh. She is the only one who, the only scene she gets where she, she has a scene with Big where she's like, I curse the day you were born. Um, and she has the scene where she gets a little upset with Carrie but 
And then, uh, and her relationship with, with Lily is gorgeous. How did she get upset with Carrie? She didn't get upset with Carrie. She gets upset in front of Carrie when Carrie confronts her. But Harry, her husband Harry, phones Carrie, and he's obviously worried that she stopped her jogging. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Carrie, but Carrie just says, "You're grand." <laughs> She's like, "Okay." <laughs> um, I know. What, <laughs> I know what you mean. She gets the a personal p- crisis. She, Your husband's in a slightly she, worried that she stopped jogging. Her, she has a bigger role in the second film. She has a touch of um, postnatal depression. Okay. Um, they don't. They don't. They don't say that. Um, but her, her, um, Rose. Uh, just is a very cry is a very very uh, grumpy not grumpy like like it's, it's just a crier and is constantly crying and it's just she's just finding it very very stressed and her and Miranda have it's probably the best scene in the second film is when Miranda who's the only mother in the group apart from her calls it to one side and is like oh listen I hear you you're stressed and I'm here for you and it's lovely it's really lovely I think she's really good at at playing Charlotte I think and I think Charlotte is very likable. Oh, she's a likable character. She's perfectly fine. I just didn't find her very interesting. Her loyalty in to Carrie is lovely. She's so... Like, she is... She is devastated by what happened to Big. Yeah, I suppose because she is the one who always wanted to be married, like, she could probably empathize the most, maybe, out of, like, why that would yeah, be so devastating. She, she's, the point, she's the one who holds romance really high. And she, she says that she was the one who was always fighting his corner. Yeah, she was. She knew that Big was the love of Carrie's life, and she just saw this as the this big, epic love story. So she almost felt personally offended by... Her being stood up by yes, but how big did it? Um, I'm so, one thing that I'm re- Harry is so loved. Her and Harry have a gorgeous relationship, and I'm glad they didn't get him to cheat on her or anything. But they didn't. He they gave him nothing to do. No, no, not nothing not to do. Ever, and they don't give him anything to do in the next film either. Um, he was just so. F- I suppose in a movie, you know, in a Evan Handler is his name. In a in a in a movie where you have four characters each doing very different and I won't say complicated things, but you know, storylines, um, you kind of have to cut out the less interesting mm. characters or the sort of peripheral peripheral characters. The first thing that you said when you saw him, do you remember what it was? He's bald. <laughs> no, you said he's punching above his weight. Oh, he's totally punching above his weight. I think he's quite attractive. Oh, stop. He, yeah, well... He uh, was in Friends. He had a yeah, very, very small, small bit in Friends. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and she's a bit... She's really embarrassed by him at first. He's her divorce lawyer from her first husband. Her first husband was... Um, oh, oh, what's that? That actor, he was in... Twin Peaks. He was in. He's in loads of things. He was in. Oh, he was in um, uh, the Flintstones. He played the evil boss in the Flintstones. He was in uh, Showgirls. He's the girl, the guy that has sex with Jessica, Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Hang on, you definitely know him, Kyle MacLachlan. Oh, I bet I do know him. Actually, yeah. yes, I do know him. Yeah, I think he was in. Was he in um, Desperate in, Housewives? Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 he was. Uh, he he was her first husband, Trey, and I used to think he was sleazy. And then she met Harry, and then she her whole the whole storyline was like, oh, Harry isn't as good looking as Charlotte. And I was like, Harry's way more attractive than Kyle MacLachlan. 
Yeah, you can't. I wouldn't fancy either. Mm. To be honest, the, um, the reason she broke up with with, with Trey in the show is because he had erectile dis- um, erectile dysfunction. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Well, he did get. Yeah. Well, I think there was other issues, but that was the main <laughs> issue. <laughs> Essentially, he couldn't. Yeah, she decided not to have sex with him. You're like, well. Uh, <laughs> No, when I say well, I mean there was other reasons. So better, better stop the Viagra for this uh, <laughs> COVID nineteen emergency. They also had fertility issues. But so did Harry and herself. But he he was like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep trying for a baby. Or I don't want to adopt, and that's that was just so important for her. And it was just they just they just said it just didn't work. And then she met Harry, and Harry was just way better. But um, funny, he was in. Desperate Housewives almost immediately after he was in Sex in the City. I wonder why that is that why they wrote him out? Did he or did he? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, the, the, he was married to Brie in Desperate Housewives, and uh, Brie's children all ran out like she had a big fight with her and they left her. And then he goes into the garden to talk to Brie, and he's like, Oh, lovely flowers. And she says, Well, at least I can raise something. And my dad walked into the room when she said that and my dad was like are they doing the exact same story in Desperate Housewives <laughs> if they are in Sex in the City <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised yeah. Yeah, it was funny there's nothing else to say about no, Charlotte that's Charlotte yeah. poopy pants poopy pants we talk about Samantha because she's probably I think I, feel I, want, I have loads to talk about Miranda so I want to save her okay who's your favourite of the four by the way uh, probably Samantha okay well you start with her then well, first of all, they did a couple of cut scenes back to when she was with this uh, fella in the show and he was way hotter and something happened and he turned into this it's kind of... It's only like five years apart. Yeah. You think he did a load of coke or something? <laughs> I don't want that actor suing me. <laughs> What's his name? He was very handsome. I like I like Mara- or sorry Samantha's carefree attitude. Jason Lewis is his name. Who? Jason Lewis is Smith. I have seen him in other things. Oh, he, he was in, yeah, he was in like a lot of ads and stuff. He's a very handsome man, but I just think in this particular film, he looks very, he looks tired gaunt and, and gaunt. Yeah. And like not his body, his body is still all ripped. Yeah, but his face just—he lost his good looks. He was so handsome in the show, in, and that was the five years apart, and he was young. Like he's only about thirty-two in this film. Yeah. Um. I like, I like Samantha's um, carefree attitude. I like how she uh, wants to have lots of sex with lots of different guys, and she's no time for husbands. And you know, she wants to live her yeah, life the way character. she wants to live it. And she's fifty. Um, she's very successful. She, um, I don't think I don't like how she treats your man. What's the Smith. name? Smith. Um, she's you know constantly every ch- every chance she gets he says you're away to New York you don't want to be here with me hmm. um, though to be fair when he says that to her she makes a conscious effort to spend more time in LA which then leads to her breaking up with him because, because she's not happy because she's not happy and she but she knew she wasn't happy she knew she wasn't happy because she was escaping to New York the whole time she didn't want to be there with him she wanted to go back to her friends and she did that for five years hmm. but she made it she, she she made an effort to make the relationship work and she made an effort five years later when he said you always skip off to New York and you don't want to be with me and she made an effort for about two months and then was like no 
but do you not feel like she she acknowledged that yeah you're right i haven't really made a life here so i'm gonna try and then after a few months she was like you know what this isn't working he kind of knew he seemed to know he saw the writing on the wall and i think i actually think their relationship had a lovely maturity to it insofar as she still loved him and she still and, and you there you know they're the couple that would stay in touch afterwards and would be very fond of each other i'd say every time she's back in hollywood she, they're riding yeah her. exactly i'd say that they had a real respect for each other but they she just realized you know what this is this is she wanted to be one of those threesomes in the next story <laughs> yeah this is the, the ship has sailed and i'm not really liking who i'm becoming like she had a fit with him she had a fit with at him when he didn't turn out she had this whole narrative for valentine's day where he'd come home and he was late and she had a fit with him and i don't think she really liked how she she didn't like how she reacted there that wasn't who she wanted to be she didn't like how she reacted there but she didn't like the fact that a guy someone had this control over her Mm. to make her you know all days spend all day making sushi and you know wait for the person for three hours and yeah she didn't that wasn't that's not who she was she she also recognized it wasn't anything he was doing it just wasn't his lifestyle wasn't compatible with hers and i think that's fair i think mature and and good for her i the the, uh, well okay maybe i'll wait till the end to say that no i've said it now I do think I I think she is um what did you sorry what <laughs> that's not going to make any sense otherwise I love one of the, I think this film is full of mixed messages and some of them are very unhealthy and maybe we'll talk about that later but one of the most healthy messages in this film is it ends on a woman turning 50 and it's a celebration oh yeah and she Samantha is 50 and she's single and it's everyone's amazed it's, there's n- no shame in her age her age is something to be celebrated she's beautiful at 50 she's sexual. successful she's sexual she's that's the good thing and she's kind of she's gone off she's been very successful in hollywood and now she's moved back and this is a new chapter of her life yeah moving back is a new chapter of her life um My, the, the other thing that's not a good message yeah, is we. where she puts on a bit of weight and they start they start fat shaming her almost this is the and I, I think it's hilarious that she turns up a couple of comments are made like who ate all the pies or something Bob 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 who let Fatty Mac Fatterson in uh, and uh, it's where she was 10 tons when she walks through the door and she has nothing but maybe I actually don't even I, I, don't, actually, I didn't notice I, lit- I didn't know I, I actually did, I was like what are they looking at I don't really she has a li- <laughs> I actually think this is awful. I actually don't think this is kind of bad. I think this is actually ir- verging on irresponsible. And so f- I, I think this, I actually I, I actually almost think this ruins the movie. Not the movie, but it certainly ruins this part of the first it's not needed. It doesn't add anything to the story. I think they're trying to say that she eats so she doesn't have sex. She doesn't cheat on Smith. I think that's well, kind she of she says it. that. But that's you can say that without then saying oh look at your big yeah fatty. yeah and there's this throwaway line that carrie says that you'd be beautiful at any size yeah, which is you're so be, nonsense beauty, which is but it's they, like such nonsense she, sorry it's not nonsense that that would be the case it's nonsense that <laughs> 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 kim control wouldn't be beautiful yeah. at any size. <laughs> it's nonsense that 
they make this big hoopla about her putting on ten pounds. They of literally all stop what they're doing yeah, and sit down, slap jawed at her. They're like, oh. Yeah, and then they sit down and they say, and why are you eating so much? And then Carrie says, because the writers maybe said, oh, well, we should have a positive message here. Um, of course, you'd be beautiful at any size, but... But she even says, I didn't notice. And someone's like, how did you not notice? Yeah, like, yeah, it's... Yeah. And it's crazy. And she has... I mean, Kim Cattrall is one of the most beautiful women. She's just... Every shot in this film, she's like beautiful and i'm not qualifying that by saying for a 50 year old woman she's just do you would you do you think she's beautiful oh, yeah, she's, she's i i think she looks like a um elizabeth taylor i think she has just i just think she's so striking i saw her on uh um kim cattrall i saw her on uh What's that heritage show where, where you go back and you trace your roots? Oh, um, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Yeah, yeah. yeah she she's, seems like a really nice person. Yeah. Okay, debatable. <laughs> I, I, she has come. She does come across lovely, and every time she's on Graham Norton, mm. she's a wonderful guest. Um, Actually, I don't remember seeing her on Graham Norton. Oh, she's been on a few times. Yeah. She uh, was also in Star Trek. Uh, yeah, talk. Was she good in Star Trek? In Star Trek, she was in uh, Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country, and she played a Vulcan. Who, um, Jesus, is that a big enough glass of wine there, love? Drink him away through the <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> she played a Vulcan who, uh, well, it turns out anyway that she was a spy uh, who had um, spy. Spy is probably the wrong word, but a conspirator who had. Um, attempted to assassinate the Klingon president who did assassinate the Klingon president or was part of a gang that did uh, so that uh, the Klingons and the Federation would go to war essentially Was she good? Yeah she was, she was very good I think she's probably the biggest actress apart from Sarah Jessica Parker before the show um, I yeah. certainly don't think Kirsten Week. Uh, Cynthia Nixon was quite big in theatre but um, I don't think she'd ever done anything of worth until after Sex in the City, but Kim Cattrall had she was in Mannequin as well. All right. Um, I also think the scene where Samantha talks to the girls about her relationship, I think Kim Cattrall acts that really well. Do you know when they say how ha- when's the last time you were happy? And she says oh, yeah. about six months. I think she's so not. I mean, it's not a particularly dramatic scene no and she doesn't put a lot of emphasis on it no but she She just just it's very natural it is just this really really natural bit of acting and i actually think all four actresses well i think they're all fantastic at their parts but it kind of almost upsets me that they didn't get on in real life but but kim cattrall i think the other three got on okay but they're all very probably very big personalities yeah but because on screen the four of them their bond is and I think that's what I like most about the show is I just love how much love the four characters have for each other I really li- I liked when, each other. when uh, so it was Samantha who suggested they all go to Mexico anyway <laughs> and go on that trip when um, when your man didn't turn up to the uh, yeah the so wedding Samantha goes into always depression. puts the girls first hmm. I, I, I think the other three Carrie will put Big first Kirsten will put her family first and Miranda is I don't know it's hard that she's another still but Kim Cattrall would never put her man above her friends well that's because she doesn't have 
yeah. that relationship. She has this lovely line in the second film that she's like, doesn't matter how many kids you guys have, how many husbands, you we are each other's soulmates. And like, that's a lovely message. It's kind of the Spice Girls. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, right, Kim Cattrall. Well, uh, <laughs> Samantha, maybe not Kim Cattrall. But it's a lovely, it is a lovely message, like yeah. how close their friendship is. And it's a, like the Spice Girl message, like friendship never ends. And it's lovely. And I, because they're so camp, I mean... I kind of they're almost like 4k man that's been said a million times before i i think their friendship is 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 just it's aspirational and, and and i love how close and how they'd always have each other and they all they do fight they all fight each other and that's fine because friendship isn't perfect but they'll always be there for each other and it's nice it's nice yeah. have you ever seen a film called the tiger's Tale? no i have not it's and I, it's one of the worst films I've ever seen, and Kim Cattrall is in it. <laughs> it's uh, she play, It's it, the tiger is the Celtic tiger. Oh God! And Brendan Gleeson plays this um, mogul of like uh, a financier who's done well in Ireland post Celtic tiger. Okay. And Kim Cattrall plays his wife, and Kim Cattrall is English. There's lots of wealthy Irish men that would have English wives or American wives for that matter, but. If you saw a very wealthy Irish guy with an English wife, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But there was some decision made to give for Kim Cattrall to put on an Irish accent. Oh, dear God. Is it the worst Irish accent you've it's ever heard? It's not actually... It's, it's, I, 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 by saying it's the worst Irish accent, that doesn't really explain it. When I watched <laughs> it, right... Oh, Jesus, friend, watch. No, it's... Uh, when I... When I it didn't feel like the sound that was emanating was coming from Kim Cattrall's lips. Okay. It almost felt like it was... <laughs> it didn't seem like an Irish... I, I can't even... And I'm seeing if I, I'd love to find... And no, and I, I'm, I, I think Kim Cattrall... And I think she's brilliant in this film. And I've seen her in, I've seen her in parts... I didn't see that whole Star Trek film. And I want to stress, I, I think she's a great actress. Ooh, but not in this film. Well, if the film was shit, it sounds like it's a terrible film. It's a really, really bad film. But I mean, Brendan Gleeson gets through it without with his dignity. Well, I mean, he he's it's very easy for him to put on an Irish accent. I don't know why they no, do. but like it, it's this is why this is why Ricky Gervais, whenever he writes anything, he is his <laughs> own character. He just goes, he's from Reading. Well, Ricky Gervais is a comedian, come actor. Kim Cattrall, <laughs> Kim Cattrall, like they should just say you're you're a rich American, like you, you married a rich American woman. There yes, you, there or, you go. Well, and, or English. She is English. She's from Manchester, so she could put on an English accent. Is Kim Cattrall from Manchester? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. But she, I think, I think she's spent most of her life in New York. Well, whatever. Just be a rich you, whatever you are. Just be that and be rich. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's. Is there anything else to say about Kim Cattrall? Um, or or Samantha? Like, she's when she's on screen, it's just. She's the one that you're uh, looking forward to being on screen yeah, and being she's there. wonderful. The one thing that this film didn't have, which the show, there was episodes where she was just doing, you said Kirsten Davis is a good physical actress, and she is, but Kim Cattrall is a master of physical comedy, particularly when sex is involved. She The, the amount of scenes where she is like, bent over backwards and doing and she's been screwed and she's so funny and she's almost opera singing when she like orgasms she's 
fantastic. And this film didn't make give her a sex scene. I couldn't believe it didn't give her a sex scene. Oh, yes, interesting. They just had her naked had covered her naked in sushi. And, and she was very funny in that. But it didn't take advantage of Kim Cattrall's am- amazing comedic physicality. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. That, yeah, yeah, she's great. Okay. When we talk about Moana. Moana. Why do you whisper this? Uh, Paul has a thing of... Paul. you're the one. Paul (laughs) loves Steve. I think he has a a crush on Steve or something. I love Steve and and Miranda. And his voice. You keep doing his voice. Miranda. (laughs) Just because we didn't work out as a couple doesn't mean we can't be friends. (laughs) You do his voice and then you just start laughing at yourself or laughing at him. I don't know what it is. I'm cute. Miranda, I'm cute. Why don't you ever support me, Moanda? <laughs> I love Steve and Miranda. Okay, so Miranda and Steve are the only couple in this film that are that are, that are like realistic. That are not that it is a realistic depiction of a couple in real life, and the two of them are okay. Why not Harry and Charlotte? Well, I suppose you could, I don't think Harry and Charlotte get enough meat on the bones I mean fair enough you could say Miranda uh, Charlotte and Harry but like they're a happy couple that have a baby that's probably the most realistic thing (laughs) I just well the depiction of of Miranda and Steve and and I don't think this is just in the film I think this in the the show as well I think Miranda and Steve are a really really well crafted and acted couple and I just they're they're not with Miranda with Carrie and Big they're almost like an old Hollywood couple. They're more like yeah, bada boom, bada yeah, boom, yeah. like bing, bang, bing. Like they're we're on, like, we're up, we're on, we're Yeah, they're like he's almost like Frank Sinatra. And yeah. she, Miranda and and Steve, they're not this couple that like have s- sex every night and that are like perfectly happy. They're a couple that irritate each other and that annoy each other, but that love each other. And and I think I just think they're just. I think the two actors uh, are incredible. I think Miranda is... Miranda has a very good face of hurt and personal injury. Um, she kind of... Her mouth is kind of open and she has this crumpled up nose. Um, and you, you can kind of see when she's... You can see the pain in her face when she, when she's she wants an, you to. She's a wonderful actress. Yeah. She's, I think she is the most actory of the four actors. Uh, Kim Cattrall is a wonderful comedian. Kirsten Davis is a great comedian. And Sarah Jessica Parker is very good at being a star, like a Hollywood star. But Cynthia Nixon is an actor. She's just giving so much in every scene. Like, even in the scenes where she's in the background, she's, like, pulling little faces. And I just think she's... Maybe she's got a tick. <laughs> no, I don't... She, she's, all, she's always on. She's always on. And even when she has a... They... they I think it was very smart because Pat, I, when they wrote the script for this, they did. They gave Samantha lots of little funny bits and stuff, and they kind of put Charlotte in the background. But they decided that the B plot of this film was going to go to Miranda and Steve, mm. and that was the wisest choice because Miranda and Steve are the, and certainly Cynthia Nixon and David um, Eigenberg, Eigenberg, are the. Best actors. best actors and they get to do I think they I didn't I have I didn't even get a little bit lip trembly with Carrie and Big and I Miranda and oh, I find the scenes with Miranda and Steve heartbreaking 
<laughs> I just find I don't know why I thought the scene where he tells her um, that he's cheated oh. so, so he, he he's he's cheated because they don't have sex they haven't had sex in six months and then when they do have sex she's just like get it over with <coughs> and I mean that's not that's not a reason to cheat. So anyway, but that's. Well, I think he's already cheated at that stage. I think he has. I think I think after she says that he has to call out that the, the, this is clearly a problem because um, he has cheated. They don't show him cheating. They don't show the woman he cheated with. There's nothing about that. It's very very simple. I slept with somebody else. You know, it's not a whole drama no. thing or anything. It's very much just this is this is well, what's because happened. it's always from Miranda's. Anytime we see them, it's from Miranda's point of view, which is the way it should be. Yeah, I know, but it'd be very easy for somebody to go off and show some montage of them sleeping with somebody else or something. Or I don't know. But it comes as a shock when you hear it. I suppose it didn't come as that much of a shock to me because I don't know them from the series. So I just said I just accepted it that that maybe that's who the, that kind of guy is or something. But we've see, we we saw them in the having dinner with with their son and Magda, and Miranda is really irritable, and he's like, and he he makes her laugh, and they have a little kiss, and you can I I actually think that scene is masterful, and then yeah, it, it shows one. that they're stressed to the nines, but there is love there. Yet at the same time, she's still exhausted. And to be fair, like she has to be. She is a lawyer in Manhattan, and she's the chief. In, she's the main income earner of that family. What does he do? He's uh, he owns a bar. Well, I mean that's a fairly good income, I'd say. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. I, he was a barman, so their relationship was that he was a barman and she was a lawyer. So for, he didn't for years. He was being a snob. She, he actually, their first breakup. Oh my God, Connor! Their first breakup was just because she had this big lawyers party that she had never brought a plus one to, and she was mad about this new boyfriend, and she wanted to bring him, but he, he didn't really have a suit, so she brought him to a shop, and um, he, she bought him. He wouldn't let her pay for the suit, so he bought it himself, but he couldn't afford it, so he brought it back. And then he broke up with her. He was like, "We're in two different worlds." And she was like, so upset. She was like, "I'm being punished because I'm so I'm being I'm I'm a successful lawyer and I can't be with the boy I want because it was so sad." But then they got around it and they got together and they broke up. That was a silly thing to do to break up for some reason to break up. He he felt emasculated. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. He was. It was the wrong thing to do. But anyway, they they got together in the end. But um, (laughs) I actually, for for some reason, I I remember that. I must have seen that episode. I just and I and I I actually think her friends. This is this is something that will come across maybe more in the Carrie story. Her friends aren't supportive of her the way they are with Carrie. When Carrie, what happens to Carrie is terrible, and we'll get there when we get there. But when what that happens to Carrie, her friends are. They drop everything. everything. Let's go to Mexico for a week. And every conversation is about Carrie. And Miranda's husband cheats on her. And and you can... And every single one of them says to her, "Ah, would you not forgive him? Would you not forgive him? And she's... Like, she just needs to... And Miranda isn't a very emotional person the way Carrie is. Carrie would cry and cry. I think... 
probably because uh, they see Miranda as being a rock, as being very strong. That they don't, and they see Miranda or Carrie maybe as being quite weak and vulnerable. I think that's true, but but you, st- but just and also, I'd say Carrie is more self-absorbed. Uh, so, I mean, that's without a doubt. Yeah. With, I mean, that's that we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but I still like and. You can tell that Miranda is like uh, Samantha is very clumsy when she points out her uh, hairy mother <laughs> in Mexico, and that was a bit. Uh, Miranda just felt great line from uh, Samantha. What did she say? <laughs> what did she say? She's, 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 she's like, okay, so I haven't shaved in a while since 1998. <laughs> Jesus, I'll book you. I'll, what did she say? I'll book you an appointment. At Honey, the I'll book you for. And then she says, Thank so that you're saying because I. And, or they won't be able to find it or something yeah if they can find it and then she gets upset and then <laughs> Miranda is like uh, well this is the thing that was uh, th- she gets upset because Miranda gets upset because she's like what are you trying to say it's my fault that you know I let myself go yes yes blah, yes blah, yes, blah, yes, blah, yes. Blah. and she gets a bit pissed off and she just goes I'm fine and walks off nobody goes after her nobody goes in fact they're they laughing in fact other. what's her face Carrie's like oh I need to get out of my Mexicoma and they're like honey you made a joke nobody goes yes. after poor Miranda oh can we go down to the restaurant for dinner oh my god yeah, amazing poor Miranda and Miranda just sucks it up because Miranda's a trooper rant over no no it's true though it is true it though. is <laughs> and do you agree that Cynthia Nixon is a powerhouse the actress mm-hmm. oh yeah she's fabulous anyway just going back to what I was saying about that scene where they break up it would have been really easy for it did, like she doesn't really do anything like there's no fight there's no she's probably too tired to have a fight she's just well, sorry, really to be more specific what do you mean when they when when, when Steve, Steve says goes, he cheats on her she Miranda, just walks away Miranda, I slept with I, someone else I slept with someone else Miranda Miranda <laughs> the same it's the same accent it's the same two words every time it and it's the same laugh that follows it didn't mean anything Miranda don't follow me you know it would have been so easy to turn that into a big dramatic scene with throwing glasses and throwing you know how could you and blah 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 and shouting and screaming but no she just she just is very hurt and walks off and then goes don't follow me yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very well done. It's yeah. fantastic. The second film, one of the, one of the main reasons I don't like it so much is because her storyline <laughs> resolves in the first twenty minutes, and that's it. Then, and okay. you have Cynthia Nixon in a film. You use Cynthia Nixon. You have Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> you use Cynthia Nixon. Did you ever see a quiet passion? No. Oh, it's lovely. That's probably her. Um, there was a little bit of whispering that she might have gotten an Oscar nomination for it, but it never transpired. She plays Emily Dickinson. And she looks just like Emily Dickinson, doesn't she? I suppose she does. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was on Netflix for a while. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I, I know this Sex and the City was never going to get nominated for Oscars. And I know you always say you'd give Oscars for anything. But I do think that if this if the acting that Cynthia Nixon does in this film was in a different film, it would have gotten considered for a supporting actress. I, I think what she does in this is great. And that scene on Brooklyn Pitch, it's so good. And uh, and I, one thing I like as again, well... Again, you were in floods. What? You were in floods again. I was in floods at that stage. I have never watched that scene and not cry. I've seen this film maybe five times. And five times? I saw it in the cinema twice. 
my God. Twice in the cinema. I said that. I saw it with my nana and I saw it with my boyfriend and I saw it. And this is my third time and I've say I've seen it twice more. Bloody hell. When my mum and I went to New York together, we watched it on the flight together as well. <laughs> or maybe it was the second one. Anyway. Um, what do you think of what Miranda said to your man Big and um, yeah yeah. do you think she should take responsibility well, for that or not so just I have yeah can I can I come to that in a sec because I want to rewind back because I have a point to make okay. that ties in with that one of the things I like about the Miranda and Steve thing is that even though I think Steve was in the wrong he definitely was in the wrong it never paints him as a bad guy and you can it just paints them as a, a very realistic couple that both have flaws and you can, and and that's why I think I like this argument with Carrie because you can, uh, uh, what Miranda did was wrong, what she said to Big, but you can totally relate to why she said it. She was in her feelings. She was at her best friend's engagement party, and her husband, who had very recently, and who had just surprised her, turning just surprised up. her. You can't. Um, also, how fabulous did she look that night? With those, yeah. she looked so good. I want to talk more about her fashion in a minute. But we'll go back to that. So what she said was wrong. And it and it may have been the straw that broke the camel's back. But I I don't think you you cannot blame what Big did. No, I Miranda. think I think uh no, you can't blame Miranda for that. It was Big's decision in the end uh, in the end not to go into the to the ceremony. And he had already expressed to Carrie the issues that he had with the big wedding and you know he had already, he already demonstrated these yeah. so maybe you're right maybe it was that one thing that pushed him over the edge but um, I also don't know what Miranda should have done I think Charlotte was very good with her advice she calls Charlotte over and is like I said something to Pig that and should I tell Carrie and Charlotte very wisely says no uh, no. <laughs> no no and and Charlotte isn't angry at Miranda Charlotte is just like no that don't that's not going to be help it's not going to be helpful so to be fair to Miranda like I don't actually know like she should she didn't need to tell her that when she did anyway or five months later I mean do you she, think she should have just kept it to herself she, indefinitely well she said it because she felt it could have been influential and she felt guilty about it and she felt it was on her but, chest and she had to get it off her chest but I don't actually think I mean I think if I was in that situation saying that then didn't mean anything it didn't mean anything it didn't it didn't it didn't and I think change I think Carrie recognised that later but saying it to Big at the time didn't mean anything. But saying it then in the restaurant, it wasn't going to resolve anything. It wasn't going to change anything. It wasn't going to give closure. It wasn't going to. So it didn't mean anything for her to say it. It was just so that it was on her mind. And she took the opportunity to get it off her mind, hoping, I suppose, that Carrie would go, I oh, yeah, don't. That's, that, that's, it was him. He decided not to get out of the car. It's on him. Carrie would never say that though Carrie's not that nice a person <laughs> no Carrie was well yeah. Carrie should have said that to Miranda yeah. she should have said you're in your feelings will we, will we move on to Carrie uh, have we talked about Miranda enough I mean no we'll, we'll never be finished talking <laughs> Miranda is she your favourite 
No, Carrie, Samantha's your favorite. Yeah, probably Samantha, yeah. Okay. I'm glad that you like... Although Carrie is... Or, sorry, Miranda is more sophisticated character than Samantha, She's I think. a much more well-rounded character. Yeah, yeah I remember... Um, when people uh, I remember when people used to pick their own characters I know I'm not a Miranda but Miranda is just the most interesting in a character to be but everyone used to always w- want to be the Carrie or the Samantha or the or the Charlotte and nobody ever wants to be the Miranda and I could never understand that because to me Mar- she's ginger and she's a tough she's probably woman. not the most she's a bit cold maybe or I don't know I don't think she's cold at all okay Jesus but like she's so Paul warm. just gave me the dirtiest look <laughs> but filthy she's, look she's so she is so loving to her friends she would do anything for her friends mm. uh, you just showed me a, you just showed me a clip of one of the series where Carrie's like oh I'm going for lunch with Big and she's like a bitch she's a total bitch to Carrie she's like I don't want to hear about it again I've been through this before don't come crawling back to me I mean do we want to go into show politics? No, I don't know. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. At that stage, Carrie had cheated on her fiance with Big, and Big, his wife, ended up divorcing him, and and then he ended up, and then Carrie wanted to go for lunch with them. And Miranda was like, "I've spent the last five years listening to you talk about Big and Big Mar." So no, sorry now. Okay. Sorry, now. Oh, I am, scratch- no, I am scratching the, the, the thing about Carrie The thing about Carrie Is I get why people like her Because she's so charismatic Yeah And Sarah Jessica Parker is great in the part Yes But Dead uh, too. <laughs> She's a good actress Not a great actress No Not a Come little children I'll take thee away into a land of enchantment. I do think Sarah Jessica Parker, and I think she's brilliant as Carrie. And I think Carrie is actually pretty. I know. I, I think Miranda is the most realistic, but I think she acts Carrie quite lifelike. And I can see why people would gravitate to Carrie and would like her. But I think ob- objectively, Carrie is not a nice person. I don't think she's not... No, I think that's harsh. I think oh. saying to somebody is not a nice person is harsh. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair, that's fair. That's she's self-absorbed. She, that's fair. She's not not a nice person. She is highly self-absorbed. And I suppose in her job, that's what she has to be because um, she is there to write about her life and, her, and the life of her friends and whatever. So her whole career and job is about being introspective i suppose to a certain degree and um yeah no uh, yeah uh, you're right she's not she's not that she's a bad person she's just she's she, wrapped up in she's herself. very very self-absorbed which isn't a nice quality which isn't a nice quality it doesn't no. make you a bad person fair the whole mess with big i actually feel for big and i don't think what he did was right but all big felt was he, big was having a panic attack he was having a panic attack about being at a wedding. I have absolutely no doubt he wanted to spend the rest of his life with Carrie. He but had he had his panic attack and actually was turning the car around when uh, well, when they well, passed yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, but from her point of view, he did phone her and say, "I'm not turning. I'm up. not turning up." Like to be fair, and that's very humiliating. And what was she, was she meant to then? 
wait until they change his mind. Wait until they change his mind, yeah. But... They could have gotten back... She could have gotten him back into the car. They could have gone back and just gone. <laughs> I thought the scene she played, she did... She was great. With where she was hitting him with oh, the flowers was very good. She abused him on the street when she assaulted him on the street. Um, um, you know, if somebody stood you up at a wedding, then feck <laughs> it, they deserve be, it. No, she, no, Sarah Jessica Parker is a great actress. She is very, yeah. very good. Uh, she's she is of the four of them. I think she's probably she is very char- she's so charismatic, charismatic, charismatic. She is, and she is a close horse. I don't think she just everything. Everything Carrie wears in this film is like a piece of art. I, I think. It, well, well, we'll talk about the clothes maybe later on. But Big was having a panic attack just about. It was his third wedding. He was he loved Carrie. He was slightly embarrassed about this. And granted, it's her first wedding, and maybe you could argue that she deserves to have the wedding of her dreams. They say it's her first wedding, rather than it's her wedding. Well, <laughs> hopefully we, her only wedding. But there you as go. opposed to the fact that he's been married three times, he's yeah. done this three times, twice before, and you know he had that that asshole at the wedding speech. Who I know, does yeah. that? Yeah. He's like, oh, hope this one sticks. That was a nice little role for that uh, extra. It was. I thought they should have given Samantha uh, more of a... She just said, I'm talking dickwad. Yeah. And everyone was like, woo! I thought it would have been better if she'd made it more of a, a read, like a personal... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, he just had a panic attack about the whole... He didn't care about being married. He didn't care. He is wasn't in the slightest bit commitment phobic at this stage. He has been in the past, but well, no, he, he just found yeah. the whole thought of a big wedding, and he communicated that to Carrie multiple times. He didn't. He he. he it was funny because <coughs> he was saying he th- he felt humiliated with the two hundred people and the big wedding and the big place and the big, all mm. this kind of stuff and the extravagance of it all. Um, because it was his third time, I suppose, and he would have just preferred to get a registry office jobby. Um, and then she felt humiliated because he didn't turn up. I mean, fair. Yeah. I think there was just bad communication between them, and it led to that. <laughs> I also think. I also think in the situation, and I was saying to this to you last night. Uh, if you love the person and you realized that they were having a panic attack um, and that they couldn't go through with it and they were freaking out, I would be more inclined to be, I wouldn't be thinking about myself and being embarrassed. I would be more concerned about the other person and were they okay? Oh, I know. Uh, well, because I know if that were to happen, to us, say, say you freaked out and you were like, oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I have to do the passadoble. <laughs> um, don't make me do the... Don't make me something. <laughs> um, I, know, I, I... Well, I hope, anyway. Unless you said on the phone, yeah, I don't want to marry you. Um, that it wouldn't be that you didn't want to marry me. It would be that the whole day and yeah, the whole yeah, shebang yeah. and the whole performance of it all was too much for you. I suppose a little bit of context. This could be one of those things where watching the show is important because a big... He was a commitment phobe. He was a commitment phobe. Yeah. And that's why she says, I knew you'd do this. Yes, like he... 
they were dating for a year and then he went they broke up and then they kind of got back to, I can't remember why they first broke up but they got back together then and then he said kind of nonchalantly oh my job is moving me to Paris so I'm going to move to Paris for a while and she kind of suggested mo- moving to Paris with him and he was like well maybe you could if you want but don't move on my account and she was like well why else would I fucking move to Paris if it wasn't for you and he was like well so they broke up again and she was heartbroken that time and then she bumped into him like six months later and he was engaged to this girl that was like 10 years younger than Carrie and that just totally destroyed her and then they never really ever got back together again until but he was always in her life oh they had an affair they're they're just one of these couples that have just been on off for years and then in the last few episodes she had a, a russian lover who was a dancer a russian dancer okay i don't know them all <laughs> i'm saying that in the uh in that tone because Connor would be into his dancers and um, and then being Big just kind of because to wrap up the series they wanted her to end up with Big so he went out to Paris and was like you're the one Carrie you're the one and then we found out that his name was John that wasn't because we, we never knew his name I hate the way they call him Big I don't mind that and I also that's a very self-absorbed as, uh, thing as well you know because Carrie thinks that the love of her life is the big one yeah well, I mean, it all works. I mean, yeah, the thing is, their relationship, like I said earlier on, it's very old Hollywood. It's very, like, when, even when they talk, it's very, like, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, like, you know. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. You know, like, zip zap, zap. I kind of got the impression that the actor, what's the actor's name that plays? Chris you know? North. Chris, he's, he's great. He's very good. But I kind of got the impression that he kind of plays up on it, and he... Almost to the point where he's kind of sneezy a little bit. I, I can know. see that. I can see that. Um, I think if they... Ever, okay, I was going to say this last night and I said, no, I'll save this for the podcast. If they, Whenever we watch a movie, <laughs> Paul censors what we can talk about. He chooses what we can talk about for the next 24 hours or so. Only when we watch a film for the podcast. Well, yes, of course. If they ever make a West Cork podcast... They did. Sorry, did they ever make a West Cork film? Oh, yeah. Ian Bailey, Chris North. Oh, yeah, okay. Frickin' born to play the part. They okay. look very different. They look... They're basically twins. I mean... They're not, Paul. What are you talking about? Okay. They're totally different. So, so we're going to... Okay, this is going to be an interactive podcast. I want you all to go to your laptops or phones and type in Ian Bailey. Okay. Big is yeah, the Hollywood version of him. No, no, no. Maybe like 25 years ago. When the murder happened. Yeah. Which is when they would set the film. Oh, well, maybe I suppose. <laughs> also, 2008. I mean, Chris North, 2020. So, am I, am I, am I right? Yeah, so, for a little bit of context, yeah. uh, Ian Bailey was a man that was accused of murdering a French lady in West Cork called Sophie, Sophie Tuscan de Plantier. It was a big case in Ireland, and Chris North is like a, a handsomer version. Is Chris North a killer? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, if they hollow it, are you saying, even like Chris North, if they make up and. Yeah, he, stuff, could, do it. he could do it. Absolutely could do it. Great role for Chris North. I am going to email Chris North's they, agent and yeah. be like, "I want freaking." I don't know why they would call the uh, the movie West Cork. I, I don't, I'd say they'd just make the movie a bit so if he does come to Blunty, but anyway. 
Well, it will be worth the trial. Well, yeah. Anyway. He was recently tried in France uh, in absentia and was convicted. Um, anyway, there you go, Chris North. I think Chris North's very good in the role. He is good in the role. Well, I mean, he's actually in it relatively small, uh, no. a little bit. I, there's a scene he's in it for the first 20 minutes and then he's in the last scene. The scene where they are together in the in bed when she's reading the book of poetry to him. Yeah. There's some lovely little natural nuances there when she she just says lean and he lifts his arm up and oh, it yeah. actually reminds uh, this is personal for a podcast. It just reminded me of like even when you and I are in bed together and you're just having a bit of band you know like pillow talk and that can be very hard to emulate and to be fair uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Chris North had six years worth of experience of acting together yeah, yeah, yeah. so but those scenes where they have s- fantastic chemistry together and not just like I often wonder those little things would that, would that have been in the script probably I, not I, don't, I feel like it was too natural to be in the script I'd feel maybe they got together beforehand and said oh and maybe I'll do this yeah yeah it just um, and I I, I, th- I don't think they're as realistic as um, Miranda and Steve but I feel like they are uh, they're kind of a Hollywood version of a couple and I think I think I think they're very good together so what else can we say about Carrie? She goes off. She gets into this massive depression, and oh, she does me, that well. Me, me. And I and I do like that Sarah Jessica Parker is willing to be ugly. Like she doesn't wear any makeup for those oh, scenes. Yeah. She lets herself be spoon fed by Mar- Samantha, which is a bit weird. <laughs> a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I don't I don't feel bad for. I kind of when she comes back then she she comes back and she's obviously single then for five or six months or something and um, you know they go to the Halloween and they do various things and she keeps referring back to I'm the jilted 40 year old I'm the jilted 40 year old I mean she gets after six months or she gets over it are you I I disagree oh whatever are you saying that if I left you in six months you'd never mention it again well, I mean, I wouldn't mention it in every scene in my life. Well, they're only showing the scenes that matter, aren't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's a bit... Because it doesn't then... Sh- it doesn't... Yeah, maybe she doesn't get over it. She probably doesn't. I mean, how... I, no, I think that... I thought that was fine. Hmm. Um, I, 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 my only objection is how... I just, I just feel that she... Does, um, th- we're going back to Miranda I feel she doesn't allow she doesn't give the the time to Miranda that Miranda and the other girls give to her and I just feel that's I think there's an imbalance there and to be fair Carrie is the main character of this film and we are seeing the main character of the whole show she's the main character of the whole show so she's the main character of her own life but no, I get that. So perhaps there are other scenes off camera where the girls gave Miranda the time of day that we, that that, would, that we would see with Carrie that we wouldn't see Miranda. But I don't yeah, but I mean, nothing nothing off screen matters. You know. No, but my point is that Carrie is the main character. Therefore, the film is saying that that the film is awarding more pain and more attention to Carrie's pain than Miranda's pain but I don't I don't think what happened to Carrie is worse than what happened to Miranda no no no. in fact I actually think what happened to Miranda is worse yeah absolutely like like literally the next the the first scene we see of Miranda after her news is she's having a she's in the cafe with the girls and she's like not crying she's like 
Yeah, it's shit, isn't it? It's yeah, shit. So I have to find another the, apartment. Yeah, I have to find another apartment. And Brady is sitting, and she puts her son like just like not even sitting at the table, like sitting Behind in the background, yeah. just playing with his action man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just and um, and the girls all say, "Oh, you're not going to forgive him." Well, when it happens to Carrie, and I know what happens to Carrie is more dramatic, and we're repeating ourselves, but yeah, yeah. I suppose Carrie, though, as well. You know, she was in the Vogue thing. She was, uh, she is a celebrity, yeah, you know, and she's seen as this 40 year old single person living in Manhattan. And this, all this news about her marriage had gone around and whatever, and now she, yeah, that is, it is humiliating. So she was totally humiliated, it's humiliating, it is humiliating. Do Um, you, do you enjoy that? There there was a few scenes in this film that were put there really just because. I think the the fans of the TV show just liked certain aesthetics, such as the the photo shoot for the wedding dress, where she goes through all the the yeah, different yeah, dresses, fine, and yeah. then there's the New York fashion show, and, and I the, where she's selling her stuff, and they do the little catwalk with all the funny clothes from the eighties. I and I love all those things. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, kind okay. of carefree fun. Yeah, of, okay, yeah. cool. I wasn't sure if you if you thought that was just padding. Uh, well, I suppose to a certain extent it is, but I mean, it, it was fine, and it's a t- it was it with keep in keeping with the tone of the movie. Hmm. The I do think there was like a couple of instances where they started talking about these shoes and these, you know, this, that, and the other, and I'm just kind of rolling my eyes, thinking, such as. Well, okay. Well, Jennifer Hudson, who is a character in this, who yeah, we, we need to talk about her in a second. But yeah, go on. Uh, well, she rents these very expensive bags, and then Carrie buys her this five thousand euro bag or whatever, you know. And it, a lot of this stuff, just like all, all this kind of stuff about uh, spending huge amounts of money on these accessories and whatever, just gets. I mean, to it's me. a very shallow. It's a very shallow film. You know me, I'm pennies. You know <laughs> five euro do, do, t-shirts we t- can we maybe we should talk about jennifer hudson because she's probably the fifth main character and we haven't mentioned her once because she's irrelevant yeah. <laughs> well, she does nothing yeah, yeah okay. i mean i suppose you could argue she, she has helped. some sort of she helped role carry. in getting carrie in big but i mean not really she she siphons off her i think she's very good uh, I think her acting's a bit wooden. I think no, she's I don't think. I think she's like. Uh, I think she shines on. Sc- I think it, no, oh, shines on screen. No, I wouldn't say that. I think she does a perfectly fine job. I think she, with the like minuscule, she, she's given so few things to do, and I think what she gets, she eats up. And I think she's. I think when she's on screen, she's very good. I think she's grand on screen. Yeah, I think she does a good job of what she's given, which isn't a lot. Um, I don't think she's magnetic on screen or anything like that. Really? No, I think mm. she's very good. I think there's no, she's no Grisabella. I can tell you that. <laughs> I think Jennifer Hudson was this role is it's a bit. Of a, it's kind of I don't know if I'm, how comfortable I am because one of the criticisms about Sex and City was how white it was and I think that's <laughs> let's get a black maid no I do think that's the case I think I think one of the criticisms about the show is that it was it's set in Manhattan which is one of the most multicultural cities in the world and uh, four white women four white women and of I mean the amount of four lo- white women with four white men with well the well to be fair they, the amount of lovers that the girls had over the series and the only ones I can think of, and I'm sure there probably are more, but the, the only ones I can think of, Samantha had 
a black boyfriend in one episode one episode and the whole storyline was that his sister was racist against white people so grand that great representation (laughs) well done and the and then miranda had a boyfriend for a few episodes towards the end who was a black doctor he was the most be oh my he was so handsome he was beautiful and his him being black was irrelevant um i kind of feel that samantha would uh, like that there'd be storylines about oh i'm dating this black guy and he's got a big penis i mean i'm dating this you know Asian guy and he's got a big penis and you would have thought it was a small penis but it's a big penis and all this kind of <laughs> stuff you know <laughs> I don't I <laughs> all this crap I don't know I don't know I just, but I know that there was a scene when when Samantha's dating her the the black guy when she's like I just love his big black and then Charlotte's like cock go on say it cock you love his big black cock and Samantha's like actually I was gonna say heart <laughs> <laughs> But it's a very white show. It's a very, yes, very white, yeah. white show. And then I think the film, bless it, the film wanted to have some black and representation. And they're all very, very privileged people. Oh, I mean, I mean, Jesus, privileged. I mean, the, I mean, yes. I mean, I sp- a part of me is like, well, whatever. This film is a fantasy, you know. I mean, there's no way that a right Charlotte. It's a bit. It's 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 an American dreamy kind of sex. Um, I mean, Samantha so. has a very successful PR company. Miranda is a very successful Manhattan partner in a law firm, and Charlotte used to be a gallery, run a gallery, and now she's married to a lawyer. I guess she she left the gallery when she got married. Carrie Carrie's a, a writer. There's no way Carrie could afford her lifestyle. But at, the, at this point in the film, she's married to a financier, so whatever. It's a fantasy. That's that's fair enough, but. I feel like the film wanted to have a black character. I feel like they were like very actively saying we need to inject a bit of color, so they gave Carrie a black PA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like no, no. But I do. I think, and I think Jennifer Hudson is. A, it was before the time of woke, Paul. It was. Before. It wasn't before the time of woke. Anyway, they tried. I, I, I think they Gen- tried. I think Jennifer Hudson is great in this film. I think she's really great. I think she's really. I think she was fine. I mean, yeah, I don't think she's particularly magnetic, as I said, and uh, I thought she. I, did, I liked, She did a decent job of what she was given. She did. She did. I don't think she could. I don't think the role. I think. I think she did more. She did more as much as the role. Ah, I think she did as much with the role as could be done. I think I'm done, Con. I feel like I've talked about all my. All my things. We didn't mention Candice Bergen, but she was great. Tiny role. Candice Bergen is the equivalent. Was Anna uh, Anna Winter slash Miranda Priestly? She was the editor of Vogue. Because she's a big actress that had a fairly uh, role. Candice, she was the one that commissioned Carrie to do the wedding issue. You've seen, you know her. Candice oh Bergen. yes, she yes, was yes, in. Um, and she was like, "Don't give me a lot of crap. Just say she." I think is there well, any, any, anybody we, else that we need to talk well, about well we, we didn't really talk about um, the director I actually think this is a, a be- uh, we didn't really talk about the fashions I, I think and I, th- I normally I wouldn't talk about the costumes but I think that's such a big part of Sex and the City and I, and I think it's worthy because I think every outfit that the girls wear is, is I just think the girls are the, what they're wearing is, is beautiful the costume is, is just perfect I think I think what they wear is ridiculous. I, uh, I, I in every scene, I th- but um, yeah, I mean, 
they it's are. It's a feast for the eyes. Is, is, they are. It is, it is a feast for the eyes. Um, when the show first, I start, also think that yeah. that that feckin wardrobe that your man built, Carrie, is ridiculous. I don't know what he did. Did he? He must have sacrificed he the bedroom. He must have sacrificed the bedroom for that. Or else it's like. Uh, built an extension on or something I don't know one thing that the show did that I understood why they did it but that slightly disappointed me was that in the early seasons Miranda was really masculine she had tight hair and she wore very sooty clothes and she wasn't fabulous in verticamas compared to the other three and I liked that that was because not every woman is a big fashionista I actually thought that she was a lesbian well the actress Cynthia Nixon is a lesbian oh right and when do you, what do you mean do you, what do you mean you thought she was maybe lesbian? I thought I actually thought the character was lesbian but maybe I just picked that up from Cynthia Nixon Cynthia Nixon being lesbian but as the show went on I think they just you know they let her her hair grew out and she and I think when she was probably like fuck this I want to be fabulous I, too you can understand that but I quite liked Miranda I, I quite liked that there was representation for a frumpy elf no she wasn't frumpy she was just masculine <laughs> masculine yeah. like a like a or androgynous and I liked that there was there was a whole episode where her, <laughs> her before she was a partner of her firm where the other partners invited her to dinner um, and set her up with a woman (laughs) because they thought she was a lesbian and she actually pretended to be a lesbian because her partner's wife really wanted to have like a lesbian couple as part of their circle and then she came out as straight and her partner was like okay that's fine that's fine that's fine Uh, Magda will be so disappointed she so wanted to have a a lesbian couple in her circle (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, anyway. uh, but I oh, the like Carrie in particular, her clothes are just gorgeous. I didn't think much of some of those wedding dresses, and uh, but, but yeah, the, she she generally is wearing fabulous clothes. Yeah, she wore something walking down the street with like a big flower at the very start. The yes, start, yes, you know. beautiful. Uh, do you? I, I think Sarah Jessica Parker got a lot of. Like a stick for being like really ugly um, after the show, and I think that's really offensive because I think you got a lot of horse face and that kind of horse stuff. face and foot face and foot face. South Park She's like a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's good. She's a, she does have a bit of a shroud on her, but no. I like that she has a bit of a shroud on her. Like, oh, I gosh. like that she's a good-looking woman who doesn't look like every other like boring pretty woman. She's a beautiful. She's and I like that she's a little mole on her chin, and and I like that Miranda's got like a long neck and just gorgeous red hair, and they're they're all like gorgeous women that don't look like. I just think gorgeous white women. Gorgeous white women, and, but Jennifer Hudson's beautiful as well. Yeah, yeah. She's lost a lot of weight since this film, and she didn't need to. I didn't think she looked great in this film. Well, yeah, I, I, I assume she would have been big back in the like. Sorry, big as in famous, you know. Back this then. was post Oscar. Oscar. Oh right. This was post Oscar. This was her first post Oscar film. Oh my god. Yeah. This is what she got. I mean, you take what you can get. PA I mean know, to be fair this screen. probably was one of the biggest films the year it was released she was an Oscar winning actress yeah but I mean well, the rest of them could say that couldn't they 
No, definitely not. Well, there you go. Though I think Cynthia Nixon is... Deserves all the Oscars. No, I don't think she deserves all the Oscars, but I think... I think... Have, had, they, have they done anything since? Cynthia Nixon was in A, a Quiet Passion. She, Cynthia Nixon's a working actress. Yeah. Uh, she, she went for, like, mayor of New York, or... It wasn't mayor. She went... She, she got arrested. She got into politics... Potentially for like uh, for like freedom fighting. Yeah, Cynthia Nixon got into politics. She went. She was. Uh, I, I fucking Cynthia Nixon's fucking amazing. Fucking <laughs> love Cynthia Nixon. Sarah Jessica Parker, great. She's been in. She was in the Family Stone. She was in loads of rom coms. She had another show about divorce. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, not not doing any. No way she was there. Kim Cattrall has. <laughs> She did okay. some films. She did The Tiger's Tale. She did a lot of theatre. She did... Um, you do... She pops up in things. And Kirsten Wig was in A Shaggy Dog. Not Kirsten Wig. Kirsten Davis. Davis. Yeah. A Shaggy Dog. Um, yeah. I think that's... I mean... Yeah. Direction, uh, fine. Direction, scenes, I think it was fine. well directed. I think the music was great but it was just also a actually soundtrack that you're stating that uh, it was a little bit to- it was tokenism to have Jennifer Hudson in as a PA but also your one Charlotte was really racist to the Mexicans terrible it was like no I'm not eating anything I'm not touching anything because it's Mexico and they're all filthy and then they kind of proved her right by the second she does ingest a bit of water she gets the shit well they're probably you're probably not meant to drink the water like but that doesn't mean that you you know yeah you're right I mean oh Connor don't watch the second film is it worse than oh, that they go to Abu Dhabi oh Jesus it's very yeah very racist yes oh my god I love this franchise and they make bad choices they make bad choices but Cynthia Nixon is still in it and they and they, and they also the biggest crime isn't the racism it's that they don't use Cynthia Nixon well Cynthia Nixon there now she's a, a politician and a, a civil rights activist and all this kind of stuff she should have been saying no I'm not doing that racist joke about Maybe. Abu Dhabians will we look at our list Okay, do we need to talk about the score or anything like that? There's no score, but they had a great soundtrack, I think. But it was just pop music. Let's look at our list. I, um, can, Before we just look at the list, I thought you were going to hate this film. Just not that I thought, not from my opinion, just from your comments. And I feel like you enjoyed it more than... I didn't hate it. I definitely didn't hate it. I thought it was perfectly fine. It was okay, okay. I, I don't really know where I'm going to put it, but let me just look at the list. Okay. I personally... I'd be happy either before or after Donnie Darko. Okay, I would put it before Donnie Darko. Okay, that's fine then. I think it's. I think. I just think. I think Danny Darko is probably uh, more intelligent writing, but I just find the, there's more to enjoy in this. I think enjoyment actually. Yeah, yeah. and it's, I think it's, it's, it's aesthetically, yeah. it's, it's a bit of a night trees and stuff. And I don't think you there's could, no there's no intelligence to this movie really. But not really. You know, uh, I think it would be. I, I don't think Les Mis is the greatest film of all time, but I think it would be weird to put this above Les Mis. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so look, yeah, I'm so happy that you enjoyed yeah. Sex in the City. I enjoyed baby. it to the tune of. So that's pretty. So it's a bit halfway. It's six of of ten. Oh, this is our number ten tenth movie. Yeah. Oh, look at us on a milestone. Six milestone. Um, I wonder how many movies are. I have there your replacement for IMDb. I wonder what how many movies are IMDb. How many more we have to do? I wouldn't say that many. To catch up with IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> they have every film. Ah, oh, they can't be that many. But though. I feel like we're making podcasts faster than Hollywood are making films, right? Oh, so I, feel I doubt it. Films are made every day oh, of the yeah, week. That's true. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We anyway, just see the good ones. Anyway, that's grand. Okay, so there we are. So, Sex and the City, the film number six, number six, which I list. think they can be very proud of. Yes, not not very very not, proud not of. fantastic, but not too bad. Yes, um, and that is our second rom com. Um, first in the nineties, this in the early noughties. So that gives us one. Uh, we've two more rom coms to do. And Connor, what are you going to pick for your rom com? I'm opening the flip a coin thing. Okay. Oh no, you do it there. You you do it there. Uh, I'm going to stick with my choice from last week, which was some like it hot. Because that's a movie I've wanted to see for a long time. And have, you, have you ever seen it? No, I don't think so. No. Okay, so if you don't win this or the next, we'll definitely watch it. We'll just watch it anyway. But I'm going to pick a slightly obscure film. Our lives don't have to revolve around just watching movies for the podcast. That's true. And they don't. I'm going to pick a slightly obscure rom-com. Okay. I don't love rom-coms. Okay. But we've kind of exhausted the ones I like. <laughs> <laughs> So I decided to pick one, uh, but I do like films about old people. Okay, you do. You you've got categories of things that you definitely. I like. just like I, I I like films about old people because you old like women superheroes and old people. I like old people because I think old people have have, have history and they have developed per, like I just old women, I old care. fabulous women. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like old men too. So I like old people, um, and I also like Roald Dahl. Okay. So he wrote a book in the, it was his last ever book called Esso Trot. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. And they made a film in 2015 of the book, uh, also called Esso Trot, starring Judy uh, Dench and Dustin Hoffman. Okay. And it's a rom com. Okay. Um, I don't know why my voice has gone so high. It's it's beautiful. Is it got uh, what's the, what's what, okay? Well, just before we flip the coin, try and picture Esso Trot backwards. Let's try and spell it backwards. Or say it backwards. Tortoise or something. Yes, it's tortoise. Yeah. So we'll we'll discover if I win why Esso Trot is tortoise backwards, and I'm gonna pick heads. What are you picking? Tails. <laughs> That's what large glasses of wine do for you. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Ready? Heads. Which which's that? Is that mine or yours? What did you pick? I can't remember. <laughs> I think I I think you picked heads. I think because you were like I'm picking heads. What are you picking? <laughs> I can't remember. But we'll say heads is so trot. Okay. But if it's not, when I edit it, 
well, well then, but you'll know, and that's what it is. So okay. great. <laughs> so it's heads anyway. Probably whatever we it's, said heads it's was heads. Um, great. Okay, can't wait. All right. So until then, keep well and keep safe and keep healthy and and yes and um, enjoy. Oh, and uh, enjoy your hibernation. Find us on Instagram. Find us on iTunes and give us a five star. And um, oh, look at you, you little marketer! Yeah, you're very good at the marketing. Yeah, and take care, my dears. Yeah, take care and be well. Carry on. Carry ah, carry on. Ah, ah, ah. Ah. All right, bye. bye.